Welcome to the Thunderstock Show, <clears throat> where I share valuable brainstorms that enhance your life, liberty, and pursuit of property. Today, I'm going to start with an introduction and an update. For those of you that don't know, I just got back from Cancun. I'm refreshed and refocused, feeling good, a little sunburnt, but I'm over the jet lag and I'm dialed in for work, the podcast, and all the things I'm going to share with you. Um, I get a lot. <clears throat> what exactly do you do? Well, I'll go through the list, describe it for you, and share it with somebody that may need some help. So I'm a fractional CMO. What that is, it's a part-time executive responsible for leading a business's marketing team and strategy. And right now, I have some client openings. I'm willing to take on work. For a a while there, I was at capacity. Uh, One of my clients has since moved on and expressed wanting to move to a different state. And with working with me for two to three months, got to a place where experienced a lot of growth personally and with her business. So I'm happy to admit that I worked my way out of a job and that's the goal of the fractional CMO. It's not a full-time forever gig. With that said, I've got some openings. I'm willing to help some other businesses. So if you're a small business that does business to business primarily in a service, that's my niche. I usually also like to help local uh, regional area-based businesses that have local customers. I'm also a real estate licensed uh, sales agent. <clears throat> I have a focus on commercial deals. I specifically help investors, builders, business owners to get a better handle on their real estate, grow their portfolio, their net worth, and get some creative deals done. So recently, some of the activity I've done, I'm working with an investor that uh, is an Airbnb investor and he wants to transition into real estate uh, businesses as a service, so I think laundromats, storage units. I'm also consulting with a storage unit investor on what to do, how to uh, sell that business, and transition in more to a private equity investor role. So that's one other way I serve clients. Another fun project I'm working on is my first book, titled Me, Me, and Me. So it's a book memoir of parables that if my mother were still alive, I'm sure she would want to share with my daughter. So I'm trying to memorialize my mother and the target audience is my kid. So starting with my author career, pretty easy, drawing inspiration. I want to get the book done. I want to get it in my daughter's hands by Christmas. That would be great. Pretty ambitious goal. We'll see if it happens. But I've started, I've already wrote three chapters and introduction. So we're well on our way. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure I'll weave that into the podcast series. And I'm still doing the Thundersock show. My goal is to have three episodes out a week minimum. I'm going to be doing more solo than interview. I have a feeling that show, in order for me to provide valuable brainstorms, I need rant sometimes. And if no one listens, that's totally fine. I'm getting practice with organizing my thoughts. The more practice, the more valuable I'm sure that the next episodes and so on and so forth will be for you. So without further ado, today's title is The Blind Leading the Blind. This will be the first of my podcast series. And I'm hoping that it provides you value, not just about business. I know some people listening say, oh, if this is just about entrepreneurship and business owners, it's not for me. It's about anyone that lives in middle America that's trying to live their best life from the American values the Founding Fathers set forth. Their statement was life, liberty, and pursuit of property. I want to help you increase the value of your 
your health, your wealth, your personal relationships, uh, your time, your money, and your freedom. Think of it that way. The holy trinity of value add. So without further ado, here's the start of the show. Help is only a phone call away. In my personal experience, a mother's best skill set is loving their child. Growing up, this means taking care of a child's needs for survival. Most of Maslow's pyramid, he has a hierarchy of needs. Physiological, safety, emotional, making sure someone has self-esteem, and the highest one is self-actualization. Growing up, I had a stay-at-home mom. She left Canada where she had a pretty thriving career, very healthy environment in the city of Montreal, independent, and she moved to the United States to start a family. So she dedicated, in a lot of ways, she told me, she dedicated the second half of her life towards my life. And it's becoming more and more rare for the traditional wife, stay-at-home mom model, and I look at myself as blessed as having that. So growing up, I always had food. I always had shelter. My needs were always met. I had lots of attention. I had always someone there to take care of me. But as an adult, those needs changed into the pinnacle of what Maslow calls his hierarchy of needs, which is the self-actualization part of it. So being all that you can be. And oftentimes, the most rare thing is someone that will actually listen to you. I had a mom that I called every day on my way to work for the last three years. And any problem I was having, anything that was on my heart, whether that was relationship advice or parenting advice or letting her know what was going on with business or my goals or my dreams, she was always there to listen and provide feedback and encouragement. So I look at a lot of any self-actualization I experienced as an adult. The latter part of her last days was... uh, being there and being the go-to problem solver for me to make sure that I could be all I could be. It's so much easier to take care of your kid than it is yourself. So in my experience, people tend to put up walls to keep others out, not because others are a threat, but because they're nesting in discomfort. It's more familiar to be in a place of struggle. And sometimes it's scarier to change than it is to stay the same. And I think that happened to my mom towards the end of her life. As humans, we only change when compulsion to change is greater than accepting our current conditions. The stimulus has to to be powerful enough to produce a response. The reason we don't do this is we have false beliefs. We think, in quotes, I can't do it because of X. X could be personal deficiencies in skill, attributes, environment, or ability. X could be not willing to pay the price of time, effort, money, or emotional investment. X could also be not knowing the way. My mom turned blind shortly after receiving forced medical procedures related to a global pandemic. I'm not going to say what it is. This (laughs) has caused her intense mental health issues like anxiety and depression because she went blind shortly afterwards. She had mental health problems before. It got way, way worse, and then becoming blind was... In her, in her eyes, worse than death. She was diagnosed with Leber's disease, incredibly rare, especially in women, especially in older women, more common in men, more common in teenagers and younger. I'm familiar with Leber's disease because my cousin Eve has it. He's had it for 20 plus years. 
He became a successful massage therapist, bodybuilder, television star, and motivational speaker. He did it one step at a time and forged a successful path despite this tragic adversity. Recently, my brother went to visit him and explain what happened to my mom. Eve told him he was one call away and didn't know she was going through that. He's a motivational speaker for blindness. Something new to my brother and I's understanding. Looking back, if I would have been aware or had the ability to help my mom, if I could have done one thing, I would have told her to pick up the phone and call Eve. I would have helped her to overcome the obstacles of why she couldn't do that or ask for help or communicate about it. And I would have probably made her, I probably would have dialed the number without her knowing. It was very easy to do that in her blinder days to make light of the situation. I think that maybe the blind leading the blind oftentimes is a phrase that means that one person unqualified leads another person unqualified and no one really knows what they're doing. But I'm going to push back on that idea and say, in this instance, quite literally, as a matter of speaking, uh, Eve leads blind people for one of his, one of his uh, purposes is to lead blind people because he's been through the struggle one step at a time, came out the other end, and is a lot more advanced in his character development and just a stronger person overall because of the problems he went through and the blind leading the blind actually works. Someone's been there because someone's been there and made it through. Someone can tell you the steps they've taken. They can't take the steps for you, but they can guide you hand in hand. And sometimes what we need more than food, shelter, comfort is someone to care enough to walk with you hand in hand through your struggle. 